Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Husbands. Sorry we missed you last week. Mostly my fault. Maybe a little bit of Jake's fault, too, since he took the credit for it being both of our faults. I had uh, stuff I had to do, too. So even though you started the problem, I finished it. My to-do list is long, but I'm starting to knock some of it down. But anyway, mostly my fault. Apologies for that. Jake, what are you drinking this week? I am going to start out this week with Pontoon Brewing's Strawberry Lemonade Vibe Check. Sounds good. It's a fruited ale uh, with strawberry and lemon, hmm. believe it or not. Believe it or not. I do believe it, actually. Um, okay. My first beer this week, I'm going to go with the one that's going to just destroy me, probably, which is the Alesmith Brewing Company out of San Diego Speedway Stout, which is an imperial stout with coffee. 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 A whole lot of coffee. It's also 12%, which is why I said it's going to screw me up. 12% is nothing. 12% is pretty significant for like a tall boy can. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm sitting at 5% on the first one, so very manageable. <laughs> but it is my week to go first, as Kyle so nicely pointed out pre-podcast. You're welcome. Thank you. Kyle. I want to start this off with just a nice, easy topic, nothing too crazy. Okay. I want us to create something. Okay. And I want that creation to be, what is your ideal alcoholic beverage choice from each category of alcohol? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, easy enough. So I'm going to go in order. I've got a list here of different types of liquors that I'm pretty sure we both drink. Yeah. And I want you to give me your... dark, dude. Yeah, it's a stout. Like a real dark stout. Um, I want you to give me your go-to of each of those categories. So the first category, going to start off nice and easy for us, light beer. Uh, okay. My go-to traditionally has been Michelob Ultra, as most people that listen to this podcast know. Um, that being said, Bud Light Next is delicious. That also being said, though, uh, it's expensive as shit. So, uh, the sad thing, though, is that now where I live, the Costco doesn't carry Michelob Ultra, which is where I would always go and get cases of Ultra because they were always cheaper. Uh, they only carry stuff like, uh, I think it was Bud Light. They, and, they had Coors Light and 804. 805. 805. Yeah. Close I think it was four, but I'm going to. It's fine. Fine. It's 805. Uh, I still have some. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, Bud Light Next is great. Yes, Uncle Kyle, that's true. Um, but I think we both clicked on it at the same time. I'm so we glad did. I have the power with you now, too. Like, I can do the things that you can do because yep. I don't have to complain at you. I can just do it myself. Um, but yeah, Costco doesn't have it anymore, which is super sad. So, probably going to have to try to figure out what's going to work for me out here still. Um, you can probably just get cases relatively cost efficient the at problem, Total Wine. though, is that it was always way. No, Total Wine's kind of far away, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, I gotta find other things. I'm still working on it. Either way, I'll just go with Ultra. I'll make it easy enough. Go ahead. Uh, Right now, uh, and I think probably for the rest of my life, will be Bud Light next. I please make it in a 24 pack Bud Light. Welcome. I did this. Please, you did. You did. Um, It's not as expensive for me as it is for Kyle. In fact, I just bought like I just bought like four cases because Meyer had it on sale for ten bucks. Dude, it's sixteen dollars. I'm pretty sure here. Yeah, it that's that's what we were paying when I was out there. But yeah, uh, I paid ten bucks a case for it, so I, I stocked up a little bit. Um, I would if it's, it's a great deal. If it's not that though, I'm drinking probably Coors Light. Coors Light was my go-to back in the day. I just don't. I'm not a Bud Light fan. 
that's I just yeah yeah bud light i had a miller light yesterday and i was like i don't miss this like that used to be my go-to yeah. for a while but i just don't i had no desire to continue drinking it after the first couple and um pbr is always kind of like an honorable mention yeah depending on if you want to consider I, it light or not i guess but i, like I don't beer. i don't consider that a light beer that was the next category is your your domestic heavy beer if you're going to consider that a heavy beer then i would say pbr mine's and actually budweiser directly behind that is coors banquet coors banquet is ass i, I used to like it i used to like it i don't know what happened but i tried it when we did the the uh domestic beer ranking with dane that yeah. one time and i was just yeah. like i this is gross i don't i, I don't know even, what happened that was like a shocking experience to go through when you try all of them side by side by side and realize you like really like some beers that you thought you hated and vice versa you know yeah yeah but uh yeah for me it's budweiser bud heavy i love it i don't know why if it's not that bush bush heavy i didn't ever take you downtown in tucson did i or did we uh not really i think you came during covid so we didn't yeah which is super sad because i would have taken you to tough luck and we would have gotten the drink special where you get a banquet and a shot of corn whiskey for like i think it's five bucks i don't remember but that's pretty solid deal right there such a good fucking deal that's like that i think tucson individually made me really appreciate Coors banquet more i respect it all right next up is your go-to tequila tequila drink it could be a cocktail or your favorite brand of tequila i've talked about this on the podcast before if you want to talk about brand which is just i think it's pronounced fortaleza uh i could be wrong about that but it's delicious um and i have my brother to thank for that and i actually drank it for the first time in chicago at riot fest so a lot of connections to that um it's good stuff it's kind of expensive but it's pretty dang good uh but if i was going to say a tequila drink it would just be a margarita yeah it's a good call uh, my favorite brand is Espelon, uh, specifically Espelon Blanco. Um, and my favorite tequila drink is a Paloma. I really like silver tequilas. I, I almost exclusively drink it. I'll drink Same. Reposado. I'll drink, I, I really won't drink gold tequila. Like I, It's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, at least the ones I've had. If you have recommendations, let us know. I'll drink anything. But yeah, I, I much that, prefer a Blanco. That definitely comes from the place of people taking you know like jose cuervo yeah gold is their kind of standard um from what i've experienced i've got like a handle of that back there too my dad was like get this out of my house i have jose cuervo silver which is okay yeah that's pat it's i've gotten safeway and tucson used to have or fries 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 it was fries used to have crazy good deals we got two bottles i think for like nine dollars yeah it was insane and i still have like a bottle of the same shit um tequila sunrise I think that's like, if you're not a margarita drinker, uh, Uncle Kyle says tequila sunrise is his. Um, I think that is probably the other most common one that you'd hear. And I just never really liked them. Yeah. Palomas are pretty. Tequila's coming up, though. Like, uh, on TikTok especially, I'm getting a a lot more, like, tequila accounts. Yeah. That are, like, very, like, particular about, these have additives. These suck. These are great. Is it, um, there's some actor that has a tequila. Uh, George Clooney that's not what i was thinking of but somebody has one i gotta try it i haven't gotten that experimental with tequila in a long time i just don't really fuck with tequila anymore it's mostly just whiskey um anyway we could probably kill that that's all i got um i'm gonna go grab the bottle because i'm pretty sure it's casamigos tequila that you're talking about i have a bottle of it i'm actually not gonna go grab it yeah it's either that there's 818 which is kendall jenner's no definitely not that um 
famous people. Codio Tequila is supposedly pretty good. Liquors. That's uh, George Strait, the country artist. Celebrity liquors. There we go. Here we go. Blah 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 blah. Don't care. That's a bourbon. Andy Dick makes a bourbon. Oh, but, I thought that said Andy Dick. It's Rodick. Oh. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning has a hmm. whiskey. Things I didn't know. Um, speaking of whiskey, next up, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do the different categories of whiskey because we're gonna get a little specific. What's your go-to bourbon? Uh, to be honest, I don't really I don't really drink that much like bourbon per mm-hmm. se. I'm mostly just whiskey. R.I.P. Um, so I don't really have an answer for that. Most of what I do is whiskey, and like I have rye whiskey. I'm trying to think of that one that you and I were drinking was. That was a scotch. I think it was a scotch blend though, like a, a whiskey blend. I because I, I fucking hate scotch and I love that shit. I won't do a whiskey lesson for you today, but blended scotch whiskey is still scotch. Blended just like means scotch. it's you do like scotch. You I don't like smoky like scotch. scotch. I need to go. And I actually like smoky taste though. That's why I like um, Templeton Rye, which would be my whiskey pick number one, or the one that I sent you, which I can't remember where it was. I have to look at my phone because I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. In the meantime, you go first on this one, and I'll come back to me. Uh, my go-to bourbon is Buffalo Trace when I can get it. Um, it's used to be very commonly available here in Illinois. Uh, randomly is not anymore. Um, next up, we'll go straight to Irish whiskey. Redbreast 12 is the best Irish whiskey in the world, bar none. I know you're probably just going to say Jameson. Yeah, I like Jameson. Big Jameson guy. Jameson's, yeah. Speaking of celebrity alcohol, Proper 12, Conor McGregor's whiskey, kind of ass, not going to lie. Never kinda tried t- it. I don't really care for Conor McGregor that much, to be completely honest. So I got it just because it was like the whiskey was hyped up and it was on sale at Jewel, so I tried it. But Man, maybe it was Casamigos, because that came up. I don't know. There's a shitload of them on here. There's like 80 fucking celebrity liquors in here. So And most of them suck. Um, anyway, yeah. the, it's Duncan Taylor scotch whiskey limited um apparently it's like one of the it's the 12 year by the way but it's apparently one of the most like popular at total wine <laughs> and it was given to me as a gift and it was delicious i had jake taking shots with me and then i've had a lot of whiskey old fashions with that now because i am on an old-fashioned kick which would be my whiskey drink if i was gonna say other than a straight shot right now yeah. um yeah i don't really have a bourbon to pick from r.i.p sad uh, my favorite scotch of all time. Cedar Ridge, a bourbon or a whiskey? Oh, all whiskey. All bourbon is whiskey. Not all whiskeys are bourbon. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whiskey lesson of the evening. I could do a whole. I could do a whole episode just teaching Kyle about whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Maker's Mark is considered bourbon. Yeah. I fucking love Maker's Mark. Oh, there we go. That's your go-to. I like Maker. I don't like traditional makers as much i like the cask strength that they yep, do I have make it too. yeah i have two bottles of it back there one courtesy of ryan Knoll. thanks ryan um and the other one is just like it's one of my go-to purchases when i get it um if you like uh cherry notes in your whiskey it's really good with old fashions because of that cherry note just saying um next up is vodka what's your go-to vodka kirkland nice honestly it's pretty cheap and i think it's Vodka to me, unless you're drinking well, like dog shit vodka, I think they all taste pretty similar. Once you get out of the trash category, it's a very like steady blend of just normal vodka-y yeah. to me. 
Um, but I think they did a pretty good job from Kirkland for vodka, and that's what that's kind of our go-to now. I'm a Tito's guy still. I like Tito's. Uh, it was the first vodka that I really enjoyed and didn't get hungover from. So. A Tito's. But my go-to vodka drink recently has been a transfusion. I don't know what that is. It's delicious. That's Go what on. it is. Um, it is... Every, every place makes it a little bit differently. Um, but the golf course that I get it at, most frequently anyway, it is... Um, vodka is the liquor... And then you do grape juice, lime juice. Um, and then our place tops it with a little bit of ginger ale too. But I don't think that's like traditionally part of it. But it could be. I don't know. But it's really been, fucking weird. It's, it does sound weird. It's very, very good. Huh. Okay. I'm just saying. Give it a try. But traditionally. with a lime. Yeah, traditionally vodka soda. I don't like tonic water. I love tonic. I also like a good vodka ginger ale. Yeah. I'll go back and forth between those two. I'm a wi- ale, so. if I if I do ginger ale if I'm drinking I normally put whiskey with it. Yeah. Like a Jack whiskey and ginger. Good too, yeah. Yeah. All right, gin. I had to look this up because I needed to make sure I wasn't crazy and I knew this was coming soon. Um, I don't have a particular brand because I don't drink gin. That being said, I very recently was talking to friends in the last six months or so. I don't know, give or take. And I said, I'd really like to give gin another shot because when I was younger, I had New Amsterdam gin, uh, almost like a whole bottle of it because I was dumb and in college and had some friends that wanted to try out some gin. And we just ham, I think we were drinking gin and Mountain Dew, which I don't even like Mountain Dew or soda for that matter. Um, Pop for those that are Midwesterners in the group. It's soda. It, It really is pop, but I say soda because I don't like to take shit about it. And I also don't drink it, so I don't really care. Uh, but anyway, I was drinking like gin Mountain Dew, which is probably fucking disgusting. I think we were just trying to mask the taste of something that we didn't like. Yeah. And I puked my fucking guts out that night and never really went back. And so as an adult now, I was like, I really want to give gin another shot. So I had a friend give me Hendrix. I still haven't opened the bottle. I need to, and I need to give it a shot. Thank you, Uncle Kyle. It is pop. You are correct. Um, but uh, gin drink, my buddy gave me an aviation and it's not aviation gin. It's yeah. called the drink is called an aviation, and uh, I won't get into the details on what transpired <laughs> throughout the course of that uh, that uh, party. But the shit was good, and it messed me up pretty bad. Uh, it was very smooth. You don't really notice what's happening, and they are also very strong. And you don't chase the gin; they just kind of fuck you up. So, an aviation is what I would go with for gin. The only gin that I have drank in recent time and didn't hate myself afterwards, it's called Empress. Okay. It's really good. My go-to gin cocktail, if I'm going to drink one, there's two really. It's a really close tie. Uh, and they're vastly d- different drinks too. One is, it's called a Bee's Knees. So it's g- it's gin, lemon, and honey. Yeah, that sounds it's right. very, very tasty. And then the other one is Negroni, which is bitter and not what a bee's knees is at all but it's still very good so either one of those is good a bee's knees sounds like it'd be good with whiskey too i i'm i don't see why it wouldn't anything with honey is pretty much good for me so i like honey when it comes to drinks yeah i don't really mix honey with anything else i don't really eat a whole lot of honey i guess Mm -hmm. except for mead 
That's yep. how I consume my honey. True. The, Good uh, old mead. Mead. The meeting room. The meeting room. And last up, last but not least, but maybe least, depending on your drinking style, is rum. It's funny because if I think about rum and I think about, um, first of all, it'd take me some effort probably to think about when the last time I had rum was, to mm. be honest with you, which goes into the second part of this conversation. I feel like in high school, or not in high school, in college, rum was the thing. Like spiced rum, Captain, Captain yep. and Coke, Captain and Diet, Captain, Captain, yep. Captain. I feel like everybody was fucking around with rum. And Bacardi came out with like their huge flavor selection while I was in college. Mm. Maybe some of it already existed, and I just feel like that happened when I was in college. Maybe they Bacardi. got popular, yeah. But they had um, Limon and all of these other things coming out. That was one Malibu of Dane's. was super popular. One like, of Dane's go-to liquors forever was Bacardi Limon. And that's what I'm saying. It was like when we were in our very like early 20s, late teens, is when rum was just the thing. Yeah. And now I feel like nobody fucking gives a shit about rum. Yeah, it's like a very weird, a very niche community. I don't know. I think it's so weird that that happened and never thought about it. And out of nowhere, rum's just not a thing anymore. And I keep a bottle of rum in my house with my liquor cabinet just in case anybody ever wants it. Nobody ever wants it. It just sits yeah. in there. I've had rum for a long time, which is why, like, when Dane comes to visit, I just give Dane all the booze that I don't want. So I yeah. give Dane uh, things like rum <laughs> and scotch. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, I don't have a particular spice rum over white rum, for sure. I think white mm. rum's gross. A rum drink. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Cap- Captain and Coke. Because I don't like Coke. So I don't, I don't even know what I would do if I was going to have a rum drink now. Oh, um, I think pina coladas are made with rum, and I fucking love pina coladas. So I was going to say, pina colada or rum runner. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, it's super specific what my favorite rum is, and it's Kaloa Rum Companies. They're a uh, rum company out of Hawaii, and they have a coffee rum. And it is hands – I have a little bit of it left, and it's hard to find in the, like, in the main 48 – yeah but it's oh if you like coffee it's literally like drinking like sweetened coffee with alcohol in it it's I so good love it's so good and i honestly i've taken that and i've mixed it with decaf coffee yeah as an alcoholic drink and it's so good because it's sweet enough it's got like enough sweetness to it that it like cuts the alcohol a little bit and it just kind of sweetens the coffee a hair without getting like overly sweet yeah it's so good I love me an Irish coffee. Don't we all? A lot. Don't we all? I don't have them often. Um, if you're ever in Tucson for any super stupid reason, I don't know why you'd ever want to go to Tucson, Arizona. Um, but if you're ever there, unless I'm there, then you can come visit me. Um, Winter Haven is really dope. Uh, they don't have like a lot of, obviously they don't have a, like a winter. Mm-hmm. Um, so they create this really freaking cool, this whole neighborhood takes it up and they build this like, light show and every house is decorated they have fake snow like it's fucking dope and we used to walk through there with irish coffees um that's what i think of when i think about that anyway that's a tangent that's not really related to what you're trying to get at here um yeah i was gonna say something else and i completely lost my train of thought thinking about winter haven so agreed nice (laughs) and everybody should have a bottle of malort in their house end of topic Uh, i keep telling jake that he has to send me some malort um he won't it's actually i think still illegal to send alcohol in the mail um so you have to be sneaky about it 
um, somehow and get it to me because I can't get it here. We tried. Watch we did try. I, I wonder if you go into Total Wine and you talk to the manager. If you're like, hey, can you order? Can I get it ordered to this store? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You'd think that they would allow that. Yeah, and you might be able to don't. might be able to pull some strings. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure, figure it out. out. We'll get yeah, it to you. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Eventually, I'll have to do an episode where I drink more because I still owe Jake on that bet. Unless you do. we make a different bet and I somehow get myself out of that this season. Because you double or nothing it. Yeah. The bet would be you do nothing or I do nothing, and I feel like that's pretty boring. No, it would be I have to drink more on two episodes. <laughs> and I have to drink whatever I want on two episodes. Yeah. Because I won again. Anyways, right. that's this my topic. topic. That's a good one. Thank you. That's what I'm here is for. Is your beer almost done? Uh, it's pretty close, yeah. I'm only a boot. All right, Uncle Kyle, if you want to send me some more, do it. I'll uh, get you my address and we can see if it works. Um, sometimes like they'll just confiscate it. That's the worst part. I tried to... Um, I didn't know that that was an issue, and my brother asked me to pick up some Fortaleza, the tequila I was talking mm. about, uh, and send it to him. And I didn't even look at rules or regulations or anything. I was just like, yeah, sure, why not? Fuck it. So I went and picked him up a bottle because he can't get it where he lives. And I put it in the mail, and it got confiscated. <laughs> so um, apparently well. you can't do that. So I don't know. Anyway, thank you. Good topic. If you're ready to rate your beer, go ahead. If you're not, that's fine too because I'm only about halfway through this beer, and I'm already getting buzzed because it's 12%. We can uh we'll we'll wait until yours is done. Yeah. We'll go through your first topic and then we'll Okay. My first topic is related to why I wasn't here last week. Or why we weren't here last week. Oh so god. I'm gonna start this off as a as a quick topic for the two of us. And I, yeah, that's not a bad idea, Uncle Kyle. Uncle Kyle says he's gonna rebottle it. I mean that sounds super illegal and shady, but yeah, do what you gotta do, I guess, right? Um anyway. I wanna know what your worst experience is with a DIY project. Mm. And what's your best experiences with a DIY project? Or, and you know, you can rephrase this and like, what was your favorite? What was your least favorite? However you want to uh, look at that. Oh, let's see. My worst DIY project. I don't really know if I have one that was ever like, it's probably going to be the upcoming one that I have where we rip up the, the people who owned our house previously. Instead of adding another concrete slab to extend the porch, they just did a bunch of brick and ground with okay. nothing in between it concrete's expensive man it is it's really expensive but shitty brick is bad and because they didn't seal it there's there's weeds growing through all of it it's all uneven it's like it's so shit so i'm gonna have to pull all of that up that's gonna be the worst by far i want to know what the worst is that you've already done jake and i want to hear about something that you're dreading um i can go first i'll give you time to think okay because I have both of them that I want to talk about. Oh, no, no, I got it. I got it. Good. We, well, growing up, we had a play set in our backyard, like a swing set. And my brothers and I had to remove all of that, remove the railroad ties that were like surrounding yeah, it yeah. and all the wood chip ourselves. And just off of, and this thing was sat in our backyard for 17, 18 years. So everything was, all the metal was rusted to shit. It was fucking all heavy, but also rotted. So nothing worked right. That was, that was the worst by far. Okay. Uh, uh, what do you, um, I wanted to call it a destruction for a second, but it's a, uh, de not a demolition. Why the fuck? I don't know. I can't think of words now. Um, a tear down. 
whatever there's a word for this that i'm trying to yeah i'm I'm missing here but uh yeah removing a project is the worst one that you had is what you're saying yes removal okay i'm gonna tell you my favorite diy first i don't know what that means uncle kyle i'm assuming that's related to jake you know yeah, yeah. We, since you built the house. we had that playset put in when we, or no, no, Uncle Kyle, we got it a little after we moved into that house. We got that probably two, I think about two or three years after. I could be off on that. I was five when we built the house, but. Anyway, all right. My favorite one because of the way that it turned out. And I would, I don't know if Carly's listening to this or not, but if she is, she's going to fucking shit all over me for saying this because she's going to be like, you bitched about it so much and you thought it was terrible, whatever. But I think the catio that I built at my house in Tucson was the best DIY I've ever done. You did a good job. And the reason that I hated it personally, and I'm always, you're always your, your own biggest critic, right? Like, that's just a fact. Yeah. Um, but I think, and th- this is part of the problem with DIY, right? If you've never done anything before and you're just going to do it and figure it out or try it and figure it out, you learn a lot of lessons when you do it. Yeah. And part of that will be regrets of whatever the project was. Like, oh, fuck, I've learned this now because of what happened afterwards and I wish I would have done this, right? Um, So with the Catio specifically, which for those that never saw it or which is probably most people that listen, I guess, now that I think about it, I built, I screened in a portion of the patio at my previous house um, so that my cats could go outside and hang out in this little screened-in area called a catio. If you didn't know, cat patio, catio. But the problem is, is when you look back at a project over time, I used treated wood. It looked really good at first. Like in the pictures that Carly took at first, I was like, man, that looks really nice. But then certain things started to happen because I didn't frame it out right or I didn't secure it properly or like mm. all these number of things happened. And so in the months and slash years after I had built that project, it started to kind of turn shitty. Um, I didn't frame the door properly, so the door was sagging. Like, there's a lot of little things that led up to that not having the longevity that I wanted it to, and it didn't end up lasting like I wanted it to. But overall, I think it turned out pretty good, and I did it for like 250 bucks, as opposed to we had someone come out and give us an estimate for that project. And really, we had an estimate essentially just to like full screen that in without like a doorway and everything like that. So it was going to just be closing off a portion of our patio and they wanted $13,000. Jesus. $13,000 to screen in a part of my patio. And I did it for 250 bucks. So that one was biggest bang for the buck turned out one of the best. Um, yeah. So I, I was pretty happy about that one and I can talk lessons learned and things you shouldn't, shouldn't do in that. Uh, if anybody ever wants to, but um, yeah, that's that's probably my best. What's your worst, or what's your best? Sorry, you went my, first. first. Um, it's close between two. I'm gonna go with one that I actually didn't even get to really like enjoy that much after the fact. But uh, when my buddy bought a house, he basically like worked. Th- I played travel baseball with him, but he worked through all of school, and then he got a job as like doing construction as a firefighter, as a bar back, like dude just worked basically 24 seven as soon as he stopped playing baseball. So basically 18, 19 at 20, right before, like I met Jess when I was still like trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. He wanted me to move in uh, to the house that he bought. He bought like a little townhouse for pretty cheap. 
Um, but he wanted to turn the garage into a bar. And I was like, oh, I'm going to move in. Yeah, I'll help you turn this house into, into a bar. So we built a bar from scratch. We built like, uh, you know, we did the, we ran electrical. We did basically everything, you know, just driving to Home Depot, buying a bunch of shit, going back to the house, putting it together, realizing we forgot a bunch of shit, going back to Home Depot, you know. So many all the fucking fun- Home Depot runs. Yeah, so, so many. So many goddamn Home Depot runs. But by the end of it, you know, he had electrical he had uh both a beer fridge and a regular fridge he had an ice maker out there he had a basically like a full service bar with lighting through all of it he had tv mounted on the wall surround sound like it was it was literally like a like a nice little dive bar in my buddy's garage and then like three weeks later i was like oh hey by the way i'm not moving in (laughs) so but he put all the work in huh he got a nice bar out of it and yeah i'm sure he doesn't live in that townhouse anymore so I hope the new owners of that house are appreciating all the work we put in. The unfortunate thing about that is bars in your house are actually kind of niche. And, like, mm-hmm. most people do not want a bar in their house. Oh, I want one so bad. And there's, like, a weird window of your life where you want that. I'd say probably somewhere around 19, 20 years old until maybe, like, 26, 7 is, like, where it's acceptable to have, like, a random bar in your house. And anything older than that is like but you're using it for like a an organized purpose on a regular basis but if you just have like a random ass bar in your house that nobody ever uses and it's just sitting there there's no fucking reason for that like most people don't want that they'd rather have that space for something else i would say i'm gonna argue that in the sense that like most of the people that i know like most of my friends their parents once they moved out built bars like it's there's that for so, so call it 26 sure. to 40, you probably don't want it. But then once you are like older. Retiring. Yeah. Like you, you're you not even necessarily retiring, but like your kids are old enough that they can like maybe not necessarily enjoy it. If they're, you know, if you're only 40, your kids probably aren't 21. They may be, who knows? Um, no judgment. But like they can enjoy the bar then. And, you know, if you're in a state where it's legal for them to drink underage, under parental supervision, you know, they can enjoy it then. Or uh, if you just want to give your kids booze underage. Yeah. And then you can like, or if you host like people over at your house pretty frequently, like then you'll, you'll get use out of the bar. I know a lot of adults who built bars. Like, like my dad, we never had a bar growing up in our house until like I was about 20. Like that's when my the dad first thing got about one. It though, right? Is like when you look at this, and this is just a fact of life. I don't care how social of a person you are. When you're under, when you're under, in or under college age, you have a lot of fucking friends, and you have a lot of people cycling in to your places, right? Especially in college, things like that. You have people coming in and out, and like mm-hmm. bars get used from about the age of like twenty five, twenty six until forty, forty five. Nobody's at your fucking house. Like, you might have somebody over for a short period of time, family, friends. You might have a dinner party or something, fucking game night, whatever it is, right? But, like, the the social setting of your space changes a lot in those years. And you're not sitting at a fucking bar in your random-ass house. And Uncle Kyle just said the lake house had a bar. The lake Lake house house did have a bar. sounds like something that is way different, right? Like, so that was a a place that would have a bar. But it had a bar. That makes sense. I'm saying, like, your random suburban house does not need a fucking bar. Uh, and we could go on a tangent about this for a really long time. But the, the fact of the matter is, I just don't know that it's going to get used, and most people don't want that. And I feel yeah, like, I get it. So, like, my mom, right? 
My brother is in his mid to late 20s. He built a bar in my mom's garage at her house that he was renting from her. She decided she was done renting. She moved back in. My brother went and bought his own house. My mom tore that shit out. Like, she doesn't want a fucking bar in her garage. Yeah. She wants her garage to put fucking cars in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, anyway, like, we could go. This is a, a topic in and of itself, but I think, like, the social aspect of a bar in your own home changes over time, and I feel like most people are not going to actually use it. Yeah. Until I can see that. Retirement age. I agree with you. There's probably some other transition later in life. Unless you're Dane's parents, I'm pretty sure that bar gets used four nights a week. Mm. They're always hosting people. But, Good for them. Yeah. So that was. Let's hear about your uh, your least favorite here now, because I know exactly what you're gonna say. Oh yes. But we got to wrap this topic up. Yeah, we got time. So I'm gonna tell this story relatively quick. Uh, before have- you do that, before you do that, real quick, my first beer's done, so I'm just gonna rate it real quick. I'll finish mine. It's got like a drink left in it. Uh, my first beer, very very good. It passes the vibe check that it was putting out. Seven point eight. Hmm. Very very drinkable. It's Dangerously very, very drinkable. Good, but usually pretty high so that's not that high well, for you it, it's really it's probably up there it's upper echelon upper half this was a little bitter for a stout for me but it was good um seven two okay it's pretty solid it wasn't bad it got worse as it got warmer but it's like 12 percent, so it's really fucking me up a little bit so i had to try to deal with that yeah uncle kyle even if you're a bunch of alcoholics i feel like you're just gonna go to a real bar it's always possible. Even if you live in like podunk fucking middle of nowhere, that town's going to have a bar. You're probably just going to go there. Yeah, but why drink experience. in public when you can drink at home? That's a, that's a million dollar question because people just do that. I know. I'm drinking Southern Grist Brewing's Blackberry Plum Boysenberry Cobbler. And I am having High Water Brewing's... Oh, man. I'm going to have a lot of unfiltered burps, I think. Sorry. High Water Brewing Nitro Campfire Stout. I've had their non-nitro version of this before. I rated it, I think Jake told me, a 7.0. I believe that was what it was. 7.0. So now I'm having the nitro version. We'll see if it's any different. I didn't even realize. Um, I think Jake left this at my house. I'm pretty sure I did. We're going to give it a shot. All right. My least favorite. And if you want lessons learned on this, I'm happy to give you them because I have an abundance. And this is, like I said, this is one of the most frustrating things, right? Is you get done with something and you realize all of the ways that you could have done it differently. And when you realize that, you have regrets. Or you wish that you could have done it a little better or whatever it is. And it just frustrates the never-ending shit out of you. Especially if you're someone that is your own biggest critic like I am. Uh, It drives me crazy when I put a bunch of time into something and I don't like the way that it turns out. Okay, with that being said, Jake apparently likes his beer. Uh, With that being said, tiling a fucking floor is the worst DIY project I've ever done in my life. I'm still dealing with repercussions on my body. Uh, My hands um, don't really close anymore. Like, it is, it takes effort to close hands into fists. They're physically in pain still, days later. Um, I thought <gasps> tiling would take me three to four days max. And that is including um, demo of the previous floor, which was carpet. So in my mind, up in this little dome piece here, I was like, I'll rip this carpet out, scrape off the glue, lay the tile, move on with my life. Three, four days max. 
I think it took three or four days to demo, to fucking remove the old carpet. And well, this is the biggest thing, right? So, and this is why I couldn't couldn't get on the podcast last week because once I start something, I can't really stop. Like I got to keep going until it's done. Uh, especially something like that, which was a pretty major project. And so we're tearing this carpet out, and immediately, uh, it was porcelain. But yeah, same thing. Uncle Kyle he asked if it was ceramic or por- or a ceramic tile. It was porcelain, but yeah, same concept. So anyway. Um, we're ripping carpet out of this room, um, which this, the house that we bought has a sunroom. Uh, my wife wanted it for her plants and it's also our new catio. Um, fantastic little space. We love it. It's awesome. That being said, it had carpet in it that was covered in dog piss. It smelled terrible. It, it was awful. It needed to go. So I lifted up a corner when we first moved in and I was like, oh yeah, this is going to come up real easy, right? Nope. Well, so we go well. to take, we go to start pulling up on the corner of this carpet and immediately just immense resistance to, to come off the floor and so i'm like oh shit and so i'm putting my fucking whole body into this carpet and carly comes out and she starts helping me and we're both yanking on this shit and it's not coming up so i come up with the idea i've got a couple of c-clamps and i was like let's just throw a couple c-clamps onto the carpet we'll crank them all the way down on the carpet and we'll use the c-clamp as a handle and we'll pull back on this and it damn near broke our backs getting that fucking carpet out because whoever laid that fucking carpet in there used so much carpet glue that it took an immense effort to get that shit out of there and so we finally pull all this carpet out and i think that took you know the better part of a day just getting this carpet out and so everybody online on the internet because everybody that fucking does diy videos and this is my next big complaint everyone that does diy videos is always like people are gonna make this sound like it's complicated but don't worry, I can do it, and so can you. Like, that kind of a concept is how DIY videos yeah, always Yeah, of course. Go. It's never as fucking easy as they make it seem. So anybody's, anyways, everybody on the internet says, all you got to do is grab a scraping tool, and you just scrape all this shit off the floor. I was like, okay. So I go and buy a stand-up scraper and a couple of, like, short-handled scrapers just to kind of help out. The stand-up scraper doesn't fucking do a thing. I put that fucking blade to the floor and it doesn't take a fucking minor scraping of this glue off the floor. And so I take this other uh, handheld one, which was bladed, start scraping on the floor with it. Um, it a little bit comes up and we're like, this is going to be a nightmare. So Carly and I go to the store and we buy adhesive remover substance X paste shit, right? And you're supposed to lay this shit up down on the floor let it sit for a while, and then you scrape it up. Torch is a brilliant idea. I didn't think of that. Uncle Kyle said torch in the comments. So anyway, we use this adhesive remover. Uh, try to use this adhesive remover. And it takes maybe 45% of the glue of a very small section off the floor. I'm feeling fucking defeated. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do about this shit? I can't get this goddamn shit off the floor. Carly looks it up while I'm dealing with this adhesive remover and this fucking blade. And I'm scraping my life away, pouring sweat. By the way, this might be the hottest months that it is in, in California. It's like 105 fucking degrees. I'm dying. I can't keep up on hydration. I'm trying to just fucking get this glue off the floor. So she looks it up, tries to figure it out, and somebody recommends, not a torch, like Uncle Kyle suggested, but boiling water. Hmm. And so what we do is we start taking every fucking pot and teapot and everything in the fucking house and boiling water. And we start pouring it on the floor. And it works a little bit. So it loosens up some of the glue. And we are spending hours and hours and hours scraping this goddamn glue off the floor. 
Um, and so I think that alone took maybe three days. I could be wrong. It might have been two, something along that, two and a half. But it took forever just to get that fucking glue off the floor. And so that finally gets over, right? And I'm thinking, hallelujah. That's the hard part. Sight! That's, that's got to be the hard part, right? And so I'm like, let's go pick out the tile. We'll pick up all our supplies. We'll go do one big order. And we're ready to go. We're going to get this shit in. And so we do. We go pick everything up. We bring it all home. And I realize that 300 square feet is more than I thought. So I end up with 1,000 pounds of tile, three, 400 pounds of mortar in dry form without the water mixed, and 20 pounds of grout um, and some caulk, right? Just, just an absurd amount of shit. Yeah, we we end up buying for this, and I have to buy tools to deal with all this shit. And anyway, um, I think this is going to be quick. And I go to mix my first batch of mortar to start laying some tile. It's in the afternoon after we picked everything up. I was like, I'll lay a few tiles tonight, get this started, and get going. Dump the water. I follow the directions perfectly. I put my drill with my mixing paddle on it into the mortar. <clears throat> Locks up immediately. Like, it's too thick, right? And I was like, all right, slow the speed down and go immediately my whole fucking drill burns out burns out i burnt the piss out of the fucking chuck on my drill like the motor's fucking fried on this goddamn thing like i couldn't mix this mortar to save my life and so i take the fucking paddle by hand and i'm churning butter getting this goddamn grout or this mortar mixed up i'm no shit like in my backyard with a five gallon bucket fucking pumping this thing with everything that i've got sweating my fucking life away and I couldn't get to the bottom of that bucket to save my life. So I end up with like this half powder, half mortar fucking bullshit mix of just hell. Uh, and before I even lay the first tile, I am just pouring sweat. Uh, and out of that first bucket, I think I only laid like four tiles, five tiles maybe. Nice. And the rest of it was complete waste because I couldn't mix the mortar enough. So it just dried the fuck out, which is a product of temperature and also how shitty I mixed it. Um, so lesson learned. Uh, but anyway... I'm going to try to sum this up because Jake has another topic to get to. Uh, and so I'll try to go quick. Actually, we both do. I'm so yeah. Sorry. Uh, this is taking forever. Um, anyway, this is a nightmare. I finally figure it out. We get a system together. We figure out how to mix this up a little bit better. Small batch, blah, 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 blah. My drill is fucked. I start laying tile. Well, we've got 12 by 24 inch tile, which was way bigger than I was prepared to deal with too on my first experience. So to sum this up into some quick lessons learned, don't go large format tile on your first project. Don't go 300 square feet and don't do it in the fucking heat of the summer. Uh, so anyway, I think this project is going to take three, four days. It ends up taking me eight to 10 days. And in those eight to 10 days, I'm working eight to 12 hour days. And the only thing that I could pray for if I believed in that every single day was that I could stay hydrated enough to not pass out because I am dumping pounds of sweat out of my body every single day just trying to stay alive while I'm doing this. Uh, and things set up faster. Grout turned out to be kind of a nightmare too, actually, Uncle Kyle, because we bought this stuff that I went against my instinct and bought fast-setting grout. Do not buy fast-setting grout if you're putting grout in the heat because it'll set faster than you're prepared to deal with. Um, my fuck. I could spend an entire hour talking about this, but to make... It looks good. I'm just going to end the topic on the fact that it was a fucking nightmare. And at yeah. the end of it, the worst part is I wasn't happy with the way that it turned out. <laughs> it looked good. Uh, the pictures look good. Admittedly. Like I said, always. But it's fucking hard. It's hard to keep tile level. It's hard to get it aligned, keep everything square. 
tiling is difficult and it's even harder in the heat. Um, so if you're going to do it, do like a backsplash or do like a 50 fucking square foot little area, like a laundry room or something. Do something small, figure out some quirks of it, uh, and then go from there. And if you want some advice, I am here to give it because I learned the hard a way. lot. Um, things you shouldn't, shouldn't do. Anyway, that's the end of it. Jake, did you have to talk about your... You said worse than best, right? You'd yeah, yeah. Okay, thank God. Because I was like, how, how did I burn through this entire thing? Sorry, everybody. Thank you for listening to my long fucking drawn-out story. If you have more questions, hit me up on Twitter or anything else like that. Jake, what's your next topic? All right, I'm going to make this... Uh, I'm going to do an audible live switch to something a little bit different. minutes. That's not bad. You have another whole topic. I don't have a lot to talk about in my second one. It's going to be short and quick. So All right. take up most of this. Well, this is a 15-question food would you rather, and depending on time afterwards, I may add in a few of my own. That sounds fun. Would you rather give up cheese forever or give up chocolate forever? Chocolate. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with cheese just because I'm lactose intolerant. So I'm basically chocolate intolerant, which is a little bit uh, misleading, but uh, chocolate fucks me up. Like hmm. it makes me feel sick as shit. So I'd rather have cheese, and I love cheese. Uncle Kyle, really quick, hire someone before you do tile. Yeah, I learned a lesson. Okay, I learned a lesson. Hiring somebody's probably better. Yeah. It was a nightmare. I didn't do very well. Um, anyway, carry on. What's the next one, Jake? Would you only rather only be able to eat ravioli or only be able to eat dumplings? Ravioli. I'm going to actually go with dumplings on this one. I really like ravioli. I'm impartial to it. I enjoy dumplings it. Are but to me uh, if they're prepared properly. I like Italian food better. Makes sense. I grew up hating Chinese food, to be honest with you. And I acquired the taste in my later life. Gotcha. And I say Chinese, but really I mean like Panda Express. I'm kind of a basic bitch when it comes to Chinese food. Same. All right. I still enjoy all Chinese food, though. I don't discriminate. Would you rather eat every meal with ketchup or eat every meal with mayo? Ketchup, I guess. Yeah, I'm going to go with ketchup, too. I can make ketchup work. Yeah. Mayo's fine, uh, but I don't eat mayo on many things. Would you rather eat pizza for breakfast every morning or eat pancakes for dinner every night? Pizza, 100% of the time. But I don't eat cold pizza. Cold pizza's bullshit, and if you're a cold pizza person, you can fight me on that because I hate I enjoy cold pizza, but I prefer nice hot pizza. It's got to be crisp and warm. I hate cold pizza. But I also don't really like most breakfast foods. I'm a very basic bitch when it comes to breakfast, too. No surprise there. I am an eggs, hash browns, bacon, toast kind of guy. It'd be that way sometimes. Would you rather give up sugar or give up salt? Mm, This is the first one that I was like really hard for me. Salt. I love salt, though. I do, too. Um, But I went through um, a period of my life, and I was pretty healthy in college. And I tried to do zero salt added to anything pretty much all the time. And it really wasn't that difficult for me. Um, that being said, there was a shitload of sodium in all food that I was like buying, like processed foods and shit like that. So if you're saying I couldn't have that either, that would make the decision probably turn a little bit for me. But if you're saying yeah. you can't add salt to anything that you're preparing, I could do that rather than add sugar. I would rather give up sugar. And I only say that because I have. Like when I lo- the first time that I lost a bunch of weight, I basically ate meat. And that was it. That was really like all that I was eating. <laughs> sure that was good for the old gut hey tell me was working great yeah. i'm just saying um, I, um 
I like sugar. I have a really bad problem with a sweet tooth. Same. Um, but I just don't. I don't care if I. Again, this is this is tough because almost everything that you buy in the store has salt in it. Yeah. As a preservative. So if you're saying I couldn't have that too, that changes the discussion. I'd probably give up sugar. Yeah. I'm giving up sugar. It's I, I would be healthier in the end. It'd be pretty solid. Would you rather live in a world without French fries or a world without onion rings? Onion rings, yeah. Yeah, onion rings. This yeah. one's easy for me. Burger King onion rings are underrated. I fucking love BK onion rings. I saw somebody tweet and say, like, who's keeping Burger King in business? And it's honestly not me. I don't eat there very often. But Burger King onion rings slap you. So Burger cool. King goes kind of hard. They have some good food. Their original chicken sandwich is pretty good. Anyway, um, yeah, onion rings. Would you rather never eat grilled cheese again or never eat mac and cheese again? Oh, that one might be the toughest for me because I love both of those things. I love both too. I, I would have to say that I would I'd rather not have mac and cheese than grilled cheese. Ooh, I'm the I opposite. so much grilled cheese. I'd much rather I never. I'd much rather have mac and cheese than grilled cheese. I love I grew up on that shit, dude. My like one of my favorite things in the world was going to my grandma's house. She'd make me a fucking grilled cheese and give me some potato chips. Put the potato chips in the grilled cheese, have that crunch. Yeah, dude. I fucking love grilled cheese. Would you rather give up bread or give up pasta? That one's tough too. Um, I'd rather give up pasta, personally. I think I'd rather. Which give is up funny because I just picked pasta over bread, basically. I think I'd but rather give up bread. Yeah. I'd rather give up pasta. I don't that one's really fucking tough because I, I guess I don't eat pasta that often I probably eat bread more often yeah so yeah maybe I would go no way. bun on your burgers no bun on your hot dogs yeah, your brats right. Italian you're sausage right. I'd rather yeah no fry you can't have any breaded chicken that's bread crumbs I don't really care that much about that fucking chicken to uh, no tangent that's a tangent don't need to go that on that tangent way. would you rather give up baked goods forever or ice cream forever um, I'd rather give up ice cream. Okay, this one's tough because I, I actually like to bake. I like to make baked things. Like I make cookies and I make a pretty fucking fire pumpkin bread from my grandma's recipe. But I love ice cream. So I think I'd rather give up baked goods. Does it change if I change ice cream to any like cold dessert? So no slushies, no... Well, that's kind of what I was thinking. EGs. I'm on this fucking kick right now where I love these coconut popsicles. You can get them at Target. Um, I just recently discovered the Halato version. Coconut popsicle. Chef's fucking kiss. Um, So because of that, I'd still say baked goods, yeah. All right. Would you rather eat Lunchables every day for a year or rather eat ramen noodles every day for a year? Dude, I would love to have Carly on the pod for that question because she could go on a fucking tear about how much she loves lunchables nah i'm picking ramen i'd pick ramen too give me the ramen i don't need lunchables ever again in my life yeah uh, would you rather eat a salad pizza so this is a pizza with no cheese only vegetables or no cheese only vegetables every time you order a pizza or would you rather eat hawaiian pizza every time you order a pizza yeah same easy i i don't like pineapple on pizza i could deal with it pineapple Bacon, jalapeno. Even better, pineapple, bacon, pepperoni, jalapeno. Oh, shit. I can feel my heartburn already. (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you rather eat onions with every meal or pickles with every meal? This is an interesting question for me because I grew up hating onion and I like pickles and I like pickleback shots um, now as an adult. Um, but I think now I'd go onion. I'd rather have onion with every I'd meal. rather have onion. I can deal with onion. I can't deal with pickle. Here's my stipulation. I am at a point in my life now where I think every onion should be a cooked onion in everything. You should saute your onion before it goes on anything. I don't care if it's a burger or a pasta or a whatever the fuck. You shouldn't have bites of raw onion in anything. Agreed. Would you rather give up Nutella or give up peanut butter? Nutella. I'd rather give up peanut butter, honestly. I don't like chocolate and I love peanut butter. I love Nutella. Would you rather live without tater tots or without mashed potatoes? Tater tots. Same. I love it's, mashed potatoes. It's hard. It's really hard, but I've had bad tater tots. I don't think I've ever had bad mashed potatoes. Like I've even box both. even box mashed potatoes are better than the worst tater tots I've ever had. Dude, I grew up poor. I had box mashed potatoes fucking all the time. I grew up um, not poor. I still eat <laughs> mashed potatoes, box mashed potatoes. That being all said, the time. I also had a lot of tater tots, and I do like tater tots, but mashed potatoes are better. Tachos are really good though, but mashed potatoes are better. All right, this is this might be the hardest one. Okay. Would you rather give up alcohol or give up candy? Candy. Yeah, same. Bunch of alcoholics yeah. on this podcast. I like to have a drink. <laughs> Candy's good, man. I have a like I said, I have a problem with a sweet tooth for sure. Do you do you consider popsicles candy? You better say no. Yeah, I, uh, I was gonna say Perfect. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give a candy. That being said, yeah. I did eat the rest of those um, Hershey's uh, cookies and cream after you left, like, pretty fucking quick. <laughs> hey, man. They're delicious. Yeah, no, give up candy for sure. All right. And then I'm going to bogart a couple more questions of this podcast. Uh, thin crust or deep dish pizza? Uh, it's tough because I actually like original, like, normal crust. We can count that as thin. Then I'd go thin, I guess. But when I think thin, I think like paper thin, you know, like the very like pub style. Sure, yeah. Smash burgers or pub style burgers? Oh, I thin crust. I think deep dish pizza is disgusting. I think I've had some decent, but I I'm caveating this. Detroit style pizza is not deep or not deep dish pizza, but smash burgers or pub style burgers. I don't know what the difference between those two things are. Smash burger, really thin patty. Pub style burgers, like that thick. Oh, smash. Yeah, same. Baked slash smoked slash not fried chicken wings or fried chicken wings? Are we considering boneless in the mix? I mean, no, but... <laughs> I don't eat bone-in meat. Well, you're right. I feel like you, oh, I feel yeah, like I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. I forgot about that. Bone-in meat grosses me out. It's a weird quirk about me. I don't understand why, but I can't eat meat with bones. So, fried? <laughs> Perfect. I'm the opposite. And last but certainly not least, fruit or vegetables? Veggies, 100%. Uh, I'm a fruit guy. So, I would rather eat vegetables any day of the week. That being said, if you blend fruit... I'd probably take blended fruit over vegetables any day of the week. I just, it's a texture problem for me where I don't really enjoy the texture of fruit, but I don't mind it of vegetables. But if you put it in a smoothie, completely fine. Yeah, I just prefer fruit. It tastes better. Sorry. Vegetables also don't exist. 
Don't get me started. Tangent. This sounds like a, uh, what did you call it? Like the superstition thing? What's that? Like the broad category? You called it something. People that are, uh, doesn't matter. You talked about it in the other episode of the podcast for people that believe in certain things. It's called something like superstitions, but it's not superstition. I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Anyway, that sounds like a fucking superstition to me. It's scientifically a uh, non-disputable fact, but it's fine. I have four minutes, Jake. I know you this do. This is what I want to talk about. Have you played Stray? I have not. I have. I've seen clips of it. I haven't played it. I played Stray. All right, so I'm going to give you my like short to the point review of Stray so far. It is a really fucking good. And I don't care if you give a shit about cats or not. Um, it is a fun first person puzzle game for lack of a better term, I guess, where it's it's actually I guess it's third person technically uh, from a cat uh, a cat's perspective as you jump around and, and you try to solve these little puzzles and you're saving these robots and it's really fucking neat and I actually pitched it as a game that I was gonna buy for Carly and I was like you can just play this um, but then I started playing it myself and she was just watching and I got really into it and now I'm like probably a little over halfway through I guess I don't really know exactly how far I am into the game I've just been playing little 10 20 minutes here or there but it's really fucking good so if you haven't played stray check it out take a look it's on ps4 and 5 and pc i don't think it's on xbox so sorry if you're an xbox person but check out stray i think it's pretty good is uh, it co-op no single player mm. but it is pretty fun i think they did a very good job of making it a creative puzzle solving game that is open world it's a it's a sandbox ish style game but you just go around and solve puzzles as a cat. It's pretty fucking fun. Um, so I recommend it. And honestly, the kind of neat thing about it is every game that's come out in the last 20 years, that's an extent probably, every game in the last 10 to 15 years is $60. Hands down. Every one of them. Unless it's like a not Steam. a random third party st- studio, but any AAA yeah. game that came out in the last yeah. 10, 15 years, sixty bucks. And this probably isn't a AAA title now that I think about it, but it's been talked about for quite a few years, and it finally came out, and it's only thirty bucks. Um, so I think it's an enjoyable experience at that cost. And that's all I have to say about that. That's my whole topic with Stray. I recommend I- it. Give it a shot. It's fun. I am going to piggyback off your topic real quick. Kyle, we should live stream us playing It Takes Two. I don't know what that is. It's a game. It's hard to describe without giving away the ending, which I unfortunately know. But it's basically you're like two little people and you're going through. It's kind of the same concept. Like you're going through a bunch of like puzzles and mazes, but it's like you have to do it together. You have to have teamwork for the puzzles to be completed. Oh, okay. And I think it'd be really fun for us to have a few drinks and then yeah. live stream this game yeah. where we're just getting frustrated at each other for fucking up. Have you ever played Pico Park? I have not. We can do that too. I'm down. I'm in. Let's do it. Sold. That's all I've got. We've got 30 seconds remaining. This is the perfect amount of time. We did a great job on this episode with my fucking final 40-second topic. And I can tell you that you can follow us on our personal Twitters at Perry underscore FF is Jake. Uh, as you can see on the left side of your screen if you're watching on YouTube, or you can hear his voice as you're listening on to many of our other forms of media uh, to include Google Podcasts, 
Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Let's go. You got them all this week. Thank you very much. Uh, and you can also watch us on YouTube every week. If you aren't already, you should be. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at number two ABG Husbands for the podcast channel. Uh, and then you can find us on Facebook, spelled out to average husbands, a little slightly underused, I would say. They were more active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and then we are working on getting better at being in the Discord server. I was this entire episode for anybody that wanted to throw comments in there as well as on the YouTube channel. So feel free to continue to add stuff in there. Jake, what else do you have to close this out? Uh, I'm going to give you my beer rating real quick, which Same is an 8.6. If Carly could ever get her hands on this, I would highly recommend it. It is You get the baking spice notes to it. It's with the sweetness of the fruit, and it's a sour, so you have to like sours, but it's delicious. Kyle covered pretty much everything that he needed to besides his beer rating, which is... 6.3. Ooh, disappointing. It's worse than the regular. For did you, sure. did you pour it right, down. though? Did you pour it right? Yeah, it didn't have specific pouring directions. Well... It's fine. It's, Anyways, it's okay. thank you to everybody who tuned in. As always, we always love the fan interaction in the chat. Make sure, like Kyle said, you hop in the Discord. If you ever want to just chat with us about anything, you have podcast topics you want to see us talk about, just shoot us a message on any of the social media platforms. If you have drink recommendations, beer recommendations, cocktails that you want to see us try, anything like that, just let us know. Always happy to respond and work with any suggestions that we do get. That is another episode of Two Average Husbands. We will see you all next time. And as always, make sure you tell somebody that you love them. Peace.